Warning. This podcast does not contain actual virgins. Discretion is advised. And I'm Lindsay Schaefer. And this is Movie Virgins, a weekly discussion of our first times with movies. Each week, one of us is rewatching the film, and the other will be seeing it for the first time. This week, you guys, I'm so excited. This week, we watched Captain America, The Winter Soldier. Team America World Police. That's what I hear every time. I you know what? Captain America, whatever. Shut the fuck up. You just shut your mouth. Um, first of all, shut your mouth because puppets. No. Also, this movie is amazing. Okay. <laughs> I feel like you're already... I feel like you're losing me, but keep you're going. already losing you? Great. So, uh, first time? First time with it. Here's the thing. I grew up with um, the X-Men for the most part. Not literally. Like, I didn't actually go to, you know, the school for gifted children. Um, but the cartoon, the comics... Everything X-Men loved. When the movies came out, I, gosh, you have no idea how excited I was. I loved them so much. I remember working at Suncoast, and because I'm that old, and it was a Tuesday when I came into work. Or no, it was Monday, because mm-hmm. everything has to be on the shelves Tuesday. I came into work Monday afternoon, and I walked in the back, and it was just filled with copies of X-Men videos and DVDs, and I almost cried. Like, it was the best thing ever. You are such a giant fucking nerd nerd yeah god bless you you giant fucking nerd but the thing is is other than that i haven't really cared that much about comic books movies and superhero stuff so just the x-men it was always yeah it was always really just the x-men um i mean i got snippets of things you know because i have an older brother and my dad loved comics and so like i was all i've always been familiar with them the hulk the Hulk was big in my household, but I'm talking legit Hulk. Bill Bixby, Lou Ferrigno, actual Hulk can was you, big. Can you please for me. recount for us the time that you made eye contact with <laughs> Lou Ferrigno? I, the one Comic Con that I went to, because whilst for the next hour or so you will think that I am the biggest nerd alive, I guarantee I'm not actually that bad. I've only been to one Comic Con, but Lou Ferrigno was there. And he had, so all these people, when they come, they have lines set up where you can pay however much to get their autograph. I'm not going to pay you 50 bucks to have you fucking sign something. Like, I don't, you, I might be your biggest fan and I don't give a shit to do that. Give me a fucking break. I'll meet you on the streets or it just won't be happening. But he was there and his line was empty, which was really sad. I know. But I walked by and looked over at him because he's Lou Ferrigno and he looked at me. And we made very meaningful eye contact. All right. That's the story. That's all it really it's is. It's a great story. I, you know. I, to this day, I feel it. I, I could feel his. The intensity. His pain. At his pain in having being no line. An, an, having an oh, empty line. God. It was awful. We love you, Lou. We really do. He's not dead, right? No, he's not dead. <laughs> 
<laughs> I honestly, so so here my my point in all of that too is saying that I didn't get into the Avengers, um, the MCU, the the Marvel Cinematic Universe mm-hmm. at the beginning at all. The first Hulk movies I refused on principle to see because he was a CGI Hulk. Mm-hmm. Fuck yeah, you. That, I remember that. Who played? We have Lou Ferrigno. Was it? It wasn't Ruffalo then, was it? No, it was. Um, there were two different ones. Uh, Eric Bana was, I think, the first one, and then the second one. Yeah, I know, right? Eric Bana. And then the second one was uh, the Fuxes face, the score, and uh, American oh, History Edward X. Norton. Edward Norton. I love him. I didn't understand that either. Why he would be Bruce Banner? But anyway, on principle, yeah. I refused to watch them. I still haven't seen those. And then when Captain America came out, like. I didn't see it then. My dad kind of wanted to. I didn't really care. When the Avengers came out, the first Avengers, my dad wanted to see it. And at that point, I was like, yeah, all right, whatever. We'll go see it. And I remember walking out of the theater thinking, yeah, I guess that was fun. It was when right. was that? 2012? 2011? It was before that, I think. I'm not entirely sure. It Was Was it after Iron Man? Yes. And Iron Man. I did see Iron Man. I did see Iron Man and yeah. I loved Iron Man. I will say that. So I hadn't seen the Hulks. I saw Iron Man, loved it. Saw the second one and was like, whatever. That was completely forgettable. Um, but the first one was great. And I think that was part of the reason why when my dad wanted to see the Avengers, I was like, yeah, all right, sure. You know, like I liked Iron Man. I like Captain America from the comics and everything. I just never really got into it. And I didn't see the first Avenger. But I saw the Avengers and thought like, ah, oh, that was whatever. It was just kind of a fun comic mm-hmm. booky, campy action movie. Okay. Like not anything crazy awesome, but it was fine. And then... I started seeing the previews for Captain America Winter Soldier, which was obviously, you know, a couple years later. A year right, or two because later. it was Avengers, Captain America, Civil War. No, or... Civil Wars later. Okay, wait. So Avengers, so Iron Man movies, Hulk movies. Right. So there's some overlap. Hulk movies were first. Nobody's really revisited those because they're terrible. Okay. I assume. I haven't seen them. Okay. Um, Iron Man movies, there's a little bit of overlap. I don't know for sure when the second one happened. I'm pretty sure it was before Avengers. And then captain america the first the captain first america. captain america i think was right before the avengers again i didn't see the i didn't see that in the theater I so like i don't really avengers remember then, I could be it might have been because like i said i don't i didn't see it so at that point before we watched this movie you told me i had to because i haven't seen any of these movies right you have to have I some had frame to of read reference the synopsis of the avengers and the first captain america movie. exactly and i did my due diligence people. excellent i'm sure it took you all of five minutes it's not like they were it was super little, complicated I mean, those are, there's a lot of plot there but there's anyway. well i mean we are talking about decades and decades and decades of yes. of comic book storylines that are shoved into you know just a couple of movies mm-hmm. um so there's a lot going on sure so anyway i don't remember why i decided i wanted to see winter soldier other than the trailers looked awesome it just looked like a really fun kind of legit action movie okay it didn't look as campy and cartoony as the avengers i liked the characters at this point even though i didn't get super into the avengers i was like yeah let's you know whatever it looks fine and i saw it i saw it in the theater with my dad we kind of have a thing where we see we see marvel movies in the theater Mm -hmm. not all of them but most of them and i saw it and i just fucking loved it i i feel like it was i in my mind the the one of the reasons why i loved the original x-men movies is and one of the reasons why i loved the x-men too is they weren't, they were always kind of real. There were always real people. Mm-hmm. And even in the movies, even in the cartoon to an extent, I mean, it's action and it's, you know, a little bit campy and it's a little bit silly at times, but there's also real heart there. Mm-hmm. I need some sort of realism. Just some sort. I'm not saying the whole movie has to be 
what you would see, you know, looking out your window, but right. there has to be some sort they of They need realistic. to feel like real people. Yeah, exactly. I, I need to understand the motivations. Like I need it. to know what's going on. Right. I need, and I feel like this movie, Winter Soldier, it, it kind of grouped it all together for me. You know, the Russo brothers did not want to do a lot of CGI. So they that got I rid noticed. of... I was thinking yeah. this movie looks amazing. And exactly. then I read that and I was like, well, that explains it. Exactly. And I, that was the number one thing that I kind of loved from the beginning is that lack of, of fakeness just in the world in general. I feel like the characters are well drawn. I'm sorry. There's, There's a, about to be a cat fight in the living room, and it's, cool. it's not going to be between me and Lindsay. It's going to be between actual cats. Anyway, if you trying hear to distract some the cats with uh, terrified sushi toys. hissing. Anyway, yes. If you guys are picking that up, it's fine. Just a little, <laughs> little, little background little drama. Okay. Kitty hiss. All right. So you were saying um, the no CGI. <laughs> Russo brothers were like, we're doing it. Russo right. brothers are great. Uh, the characters are well drawn. They actually have quality actors, mm-hmm. um, which is something that a lot of kind of comic book a lot of action movies in general i think don't really think about it um getting real actors mm-hmm. you know and there's a lot of action and it's fun and exciting action but at the core of it it's really more of like a mystery intrigue political thriller kind of movie um which i get really into and really i, I loved that i think having that sort of of film paired with superheroes mm-hmm. is really interesting to me because you can create this world and it it seems like when you throw some of that crazy shit in, like he just jumped out of a plane without a parachute. If The Rock had done that in a Fast and Furious movie, I would have been like, that's fucking retarded. Why? Because he's The Rock. He's awesome, but he's a man. Oh, but and, if and you, Steve Rogers is Exactly. If man. Captain America I mean, does yeah. it, I buy it. I'm like, oh, well, yeah, he's he's actually been enhanced. You know, he's superhuman in some way. So, so it's not just some guy being a badass. It's somebody who can be a badass being a badass. Exactly. So it, it almost makes it easier for me to buy into some of that kind of sillier stuff that happens with some of the action scenes. Like, I, I'm in. And S.H.I.E.L.D. creates all this tech. So... Mm-hmm. When Fury, you know, has this awesome car <laughs> that does all this stuff the for him and he shit, the, the car escapes awesome. out of it, yeah. all of that, I buy it because I'm in this other world where S.H.I.E.L.D. has all of this tech it's, and there are superheroes and it makes it more believable for yeah. me. It's easier for me to believe than, again, like a Fast and Furious movie where it's placed in our world and that shit does mm-hmm. not happen. People just right. die when that shit happens. Yeah, I think it's sort of like a superhero movie, but it's, it, it's they're spies. And there's kind they of are. That that's intrigue what I mean. stuff exactly. going on. So that's where the tech comes in. It's very kind of James Bond. and It's definitely yeah. more of a, a spy thriller. And the other thing that I love, oh, I just love this movie in general. The other thing that I love about this too is there's no super distinct bad guy. Right. And usually, especially with comic books, that typically happens. And even if you look back at, again, I didn't watch the Hulk movies, so I can't tell you. But if you look back at Iron Man, very distinct bad guy. Right. If you look at the Avengers, we're being invaded by aliens. We mm-hmm. can just hate Loki and the aliens. Like, yeah. it's very distinctive. And then you get that shift once the Russo brothers come in. I'm assuming it was part of their plan. You get that shift where all of a sudden it's it's murkier. It's a mm-hmm. little bit muddier, you know? Yeah, who's good, who's bad? I definitely had a lot of questions and I was... And I think it kind of goes back to... I mean, I... It carries on that theme kind of carries on into the next movies too which is great that we know who we're supposed to think is good Mm -hmm. but you also find yourself not necessarily siding with but understanding the side of Mm -hmm. 
Zemo in Civil War, or even Thanos once you get to the the um, end game. Well, the Let Infinity me be clear, War I don't understand game. any of these references, but keep going. But <laughs> the point the is, Thanos is references. it's it just I it, the line between good and evil is it's blurry blurry because and i think that and that's rightfully so in this world you're saying about how they're like real people right um nobody's all 100 percent bad or 100 percent good exactly and you know when they're creating was it project insight and furies Mm -hmm. running this thing where they're creating these huge helicarriers and all this war these weapons of mass destruction and um Steve is saying, you know, and they're talking about what was happening with Steve back in, what was it, like World War II with the mm-hmm. Nazis and whatever, and he's saying, Steve's saying, you know, we did that and we made sacrifices for a reason and there was a threat. There's no threat here and you're building these weapons, you know, and you can see it and he, he feels that, like, this is not good. We shouldn't be doing this. We shouldn't have to do this. And I understand that they're doing it because there were the aliens and the other movies and everything. We yeah, have to well, and not even just that. I think that's the kind of thing that's happening and not obviously we're not building helicarriers right. with a certain algorithm mm-hmm. and stuff now but that's the kind of stuff that is happening in our world now because we do see threats all the time there is a constant threat of uh, any variety of of terrorist actions mm-hmm. you know there's the threat of guns in america people if you could wake the fuck up there is a constant threat of of things all the time and we see it all the time mm-hmm. so those threats may have been there in 1945 also obviously there was a bigger threat of you know the world war there was there was a war going on yeah but even those kind of smaller threats were there as well swine flu was happening around the same time as world war ii millions of people were dying but you didn't always hear about it but now with social media with the the media in general the way it is we hear about all these things too and it's created this culture of fear that we live in which i think is great how they kind of in the movie claimed hydra almost claimed responsibility for creating that culture of fear in order Mm -hmm. to get what they want and it raises kind of that interesting question of especially for conspiracy theorists which i admit i sometimes am that the conspiracy theories of maybe the cia really does you know create certain things and things actually are happening um orchestrated behind the scenes in order to make us fear so that we can yeah but yes so again that's kind of a a realistic aspect yeah of... and you and you see that with these characters with the at one point i wrote down like what is it with nick fury and trust but i get it i get it he really couldn't trust anybody and yeah. they were having those guys but... but that's also what's great about this being a captain america movie is captain america you know he grew up in the early 20th century mm-hmm. when he joined the war so i know you didn't see the first one but the first you know well the first hour really he wants nothing more than to help his country. Like, he just has this overinflated sense of justice and right. And he just, he's that guy who, he wants to do everything the right way. And he wants to fight evil. And he's very kind of black and white. And he'll do anything to, to, to make sure that things are right and good in the world. Mm-hmm. Including being part of this ridiculous study <laughs> where he's given some kind of serum that turns him into so Chris you, Evans we know and love so- today. I didn't see the movies, and I know he gets... So does he get frozen on purpose, or is it that he was... No, he flew into uh, the Arctic. Okay, and the, so he didn't He didn't do that on purpose. They didn't do it to him on purpose. It just happened in yeah. the course of events that he becomes frozen. Yeah. And then they unfreeze him, and he's fine because he's jacked up with this government juice. Exactly. 
So super soldier serum. It's not actually from the government. Serum. Oh, it's a serum. Okay, I get serums like beauty products. Right. Yes, it's face. a serum. I yes, it. yes. Okay. It was fine. just injected. I'm here for it. It's a little different. Um, I haven't done anything injectable yet, but <laughs> you'll get there. Never say never. As long as you have gamma rays as well, you'll be good. <laughs> so, and his shield is vib- vibranium. 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 Yep. He looked like a fucking teenage mutant ninja turtle when I run that thing on. <laughs> <laughs> but it was so convenient, right? Yeah. So he's he gets frozen and then he gets unfrozen and that was the first Captain America movie or the Avengers movie. Where he's um, yeah, they unfrose him in the Avengers okay, or at the so, very end or okay. the very beginning rather. Of right. The so, but they're so he's acclimatizing to this new world and the way things are now yeah. and you see people making jokes about how old he is and right. he's got this list of things that he needs to go back to and learn about or listen to or read or whatever um and all of those are fun things but there's also that underlying tension of like the the scene in the elevator when he's talking about how things used to be and Fury's talking about how I know how things used to be too because mm-hmm. my grandfather experienced the change the right. shift that Steve Rogers never got to experience he it. Yeah. so he's still he has to figure out how to live in this world of absolute distrust. Yeah. He, so he's, he's okay then with being unfrozen? Well, yeah, I mean, he he didn't commit suicide or anything. I know. I guess I just, that was something I kept thinking about. So when he was at Peggy's bedside and she's, you know, dying essentially. Mm-hmm. And then you see when they go to that secret bunker, um, that secret shield bunker, and you see the photos of... It's Stark's dad and whoever Tommy Lee Jones's character was in yeah. the first movies. I can't remember. He's his commander. Name. And then Peggy's picture on the wall, and and then he, you know, and then thinking about her, him and her bedside. It's just heartbreaking. And the only time I can think that I've seen that in movies, and because that's never that's not real to the human experience. Nobody experiences that. In oh, reality. that kind of shift, right. right? Yeah, yeah. Where you're, you were in a place with people, and then you, you're immortal or your time travel or whatever and then they're suddenly they are and they're old or they're dead um and how sad that is that he came from this place where of all the people he cared about and loved are now old or dead and the world has completely changed so that is one of the things i love about the mcu also is that they don't ignore those kinds of things they don't ignore the human aspect of mm-hmm. these people you know bruce banner struggles every oh, yes. single day yeah. with who and what he is yeah. And so does Natasha. You know, she talks about when I came over to S.H.I.E.L.D., I thought I was getting away from... from the, the bad guys, the KGB. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah, Steve, he's still holding on to the past and going to visit Peggy, even though nothing obviously is ever going to come of that. Right. And, you know, you see Bucky Barnes, who's no longer Bucky Barnes. He's been brainwashed and trained to be a killer and the stuff that he goes through, which you don't get a ton of in this movie. You kind of get more of it with Civil War, a little bit more insight into him, but... The fact that they don't just ignore the human aspect of these mm-hmm. people and just go straight into the fighting. Right. You know, I think that that's one of the things that draws me to it. And he, so this is the Marvel Universe and Superman and Spider-Man and... Spider-Man's Marvel. Okay, so spider man but Superman, Superman and Batman, Batman, Wonder Woman, all of those are, are DC. DC, okay. I just don't have any frame of reference for any of this. Um, so... You prefer Marvel to DC. Yeah, and I always have. I, I mean, I grew up with the, you know, Christopher Reeve Superman movies, obviously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Didn't we all? Yeah, right. Uh, and I, I love the Dark Knight series. I do. I don't feel like, in my mind, that's almost not really comic book movies, though, because it's so, it's just dark. 
it's just a trilogy of dark crime dramas. Mm-hmm. Um, the <laughs> the newer stuff, the newer Superman stuff, I feel like... Like Superman versus Batman. Zack Snyder is just a heavy-handed People motherfucker. People love the shit out of him. I don't know why. Like, okay, um, he can... he Some of his direction is beautiful uh, in terms of artistically beautiful, mm-hmm. but it's heavy-handed nonsense that I don't need to sit through for three hours. So, yeah, not a fan of those movies. Um, Wonder Woman was all right. I feel like it was too long. And then the romance uh, aspect was... It was, yeah. Super convoluted. I was really excited about Wonder Woman. um, And I was bored to tears by that movie. Here's the other thing that I think is... Leaving Wonder Woman, the biggest issue I had was I do not for a minute buy the love story. That in this short period of time, these two people created a bond like they supposedly did. What I love about Winter Soldier, I'm going to say that a lot because there are many things I love about it, but one of the things that I really do love about it is the relationship between Steve Rogers and Sam Wilson. I 100% buy. The way they... Falcon. Oh, right. The way they set it up in the very beginning of just two guys who find out they do have stuff in common. Mm -hmm. You know, they were both in wars. Um, They're both just trying to find their way in the world now. It's just two guys running early in the morning and then joking with each other and then you can kind of even without having a ton of scenes where they build friendship in between Mm -hmm. it's all very subtle the way it's built is all very subtle and by the end when sam is sitting next to his bedside and he just turns around and says on your left left. yeah i fucking love that that. was great i think it's a great piece of filmmaking Mm -hmm. the, the writing of it yeah um but it also i just feel like it it works so well. Mm-hmm. I 100% buy their relationship in the way that I really don't a lot of times in movies, especially movies like this that just span a few days mm-hmm. when it's such a short period of time and there's some sort of romance or friendship mm-hmm. or something that blossoms That's and it just, you don't buy it. Great I writing and great acting. Yeah. We'll give that to you. I loved the bit where Cap is at the Smithsonian. I got super excited when they showed the first like shot of the, I was like, it's the fucking Smithsonian. <laughs> I've been there. And, uh, Did you see the Captain America exhibit? I I did, yeah. He's one of my faves. I truly, I didn't know who Captain, I didn't know Steve Rogers. I didn't know Captain America until this movie. And what what you were saying about, um, so I didn't go to the Smithsonian exhibit. No. It wasn't open when I was there. Strange. Um, He, I totally buy into that what is right and what is good and justice because I'm here for that shit. Like, that is that is the kind of person that I am. Um, so I, I think I sh- missed my career in law enforcement. But, um, <laughs> but, uh, but so, yeah, I, I loved him as a person and as a character. But I liked that bit where he's at the Smithsonian, like, checking out his exhibit, and then you see good Bucky Barnes. Mm. Uh, what, what is his full name? Something Buchanan. James Buchanan James Barnes. James Buchanan Barnes. Great name. Um, and then he... And then at the end of the movie, you see Bucky there yeah. learning about himself. Yeah. Which was, I thought, really nice because that kind of echoed Cap being there and then he's there undercover. Can I ask, who the fuck is the Winter Soldier? Because I thought it was going to be the Bucky character. Mm-hmm. And I, I was kind of spo- Like, I knew that it was Bucky under... It's been years at this point. Kind of, I expected And they kind of, you know, spoiled. hand it to you. I mean, he's, ha- he's reminiscing about Bucky and then this guy shows up and he's mysterious and it's like, it's Bucky. Yeah, it's... I mean, I think the movie does a really good job of, of hiding it well. Mm-hmm. Um, but the reality is the comics have been around again for decades and decades. Yeah. So, so you people know that knew. It's yeah. 
But I read something in the trivia on IMDb that the Winter Soldier is Captain America. Oh, I know what you're talking about because I read that and that was bullshit. Yeah. No, n- no, the that was just like somebody pontificating about the Some quote. poem or something. Right. So the Winter Soldier is Bucky Barnes. Yeah. The actual assassin. Okay. Who's been I mean, under like, Hydra they, they control. Called him. They called him yeah. that. They said. That's right. Um, I mean, the thing Natasha is, is says I think the, the reason why that sort of uh, pontificating occurred is mm-hmm. I don't think others. So she had said that people call him the Winter Soldier. Hydra didn't call him the Winter Soldier. Hydra called him um, like either the Fist of Hydra or just mm-hmm. the asset. You know, they didn't actually give him that name. So it's it's not like he was he was dubbed the Winter mm-hmm. Soldier by other by people, some people because he was some, some kind of really deep cover as- assassin that people had like she had encountered him yeah by by bikini season or yeah whatever yeah i know right eye roll eye roll you can't see the eye roll on the microphone but there's that's why eye roll happening i do right love now. that he was just like yeah i bet you look terrible in her mouth because come on that's what we're all thinking also hail hydra <laughs> <laughs> you can't say that where's my pin Ugh. i need my pin no um fucking gary shandling he's the best so the part where he's walking down the stairs with a guy and he takes one step down and he's like oh gbl did you hear that and there was like his knee cracked or something you know it was just him i was like fuck that's I exactly what i, I didn't do. realize this was his last movie yeah his i think he did live action movie i think yeah he, he was worked in another cartoon. one but yeah gotta love him so how many times have you seen this movie I cannot tell you. So is this one of those you just put on when you're at home because yeah. you just need, it's like a comfort thing? It's definitely one. And it, it, I mean, I don't actually have cable anymore, but it's one that runs constantly on TV also. Mm-hmm. Um, like every few months they start cycling back through some of the MCU movies on mm-hmm. USA and FX and all of those guys. So anytime I would see that it's on, I would just flip it on and exactly leave it on in the background. Um, if I just want, yeah, it's, it's like a comfort movie that I yeah. just love it so much last night sitting down and watching it was the first time i had seen it all the way through in probably a couple years okay because it you just kind of again if it's on tv you know you come into it in the middle um or you watch it for a little bit and then have to take off and go do Mm -hmm. something that kind of thing is there any one scene in particular that's your favorite i have a favorite after having seen it one time this 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 movie has my favorite opening scene that opening scene is my absolute what the fuck? like the favorite scene of any movie I can think of when they're running right and he's saying on your left yeah. and then the way that like the sun's gradually rising mm-hmm. you can see you know it, it sets it out very clearly from the get-go that Steve Rogers is a superhuman mm-hmm. essentially right. but he's still doing very human things of just going out for a run in the morning right. um, I think it's a brilliant introduction to Sam Wilson um, and then knowing where the movies go from here, I know you haven't seen the others, mm-hmm. but knowing what happens in the future, I think it it just makes it that much more kind of lovely, mm-hmm. the introduction of, of that character and that world. Well, my favorite scene was the one in the elevator where Captain America... That was the next one I was going to say. That's exactly what I was going to say. My next one is the elevator, for sure. The tension they built in that so more people get on and more people get on. And I gotta say... And he sees little things like his hands resting on a gun and this guy's sweating. What's his name? It's Remlo. 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 Who ends up being Crossbones. Crossbones. Um, From the beginning, because it's Frank Grillo, right? Yeah, you can't trust that guy. He is hot as hell. But you can't trust him. You know you can't trust him. (laughs) So he shows up... So they're just piling on, and he sees the sweat dripping off the guy's brow, yep. and he sees the guy oh kind of got his hand next to his Before gun. Before he gets started, you know does anyone want to get out? Like, that's yes. fucking, yes. yeah. 
it's it was magic and beautiful and enough. the fighting in that scene is so wonderful because yeah. it's such a tight space and there are so many people and to be able to actually see the movements of everyone mm-hmm. it was it's awesome and that elevator itself is really really great and yeah. i like that we got to see it in, in the first part of the movie they did a nice little bit where you get to see him and fury and they're having this conversation so you see it once it's mm-hmm. a really cool elevator you see it again and then all this action happens in there but that was a really nice move but yeah he the thing I was thinking in the beginning, so I'm not, obviously I don't care about, I just don't, people at work are so into the comics and that kind of stuff, and I've just never been one for that kind of... I think it, the thing is, the reason why it's easy, I think, to find people who are into comics is because there's such a wide breadth of comics out there, and there's usually something that can speak to pretty much everyone. I just never... And for me, I don't, tip, I don't read comic books, like I mm-hmm. have, I, I mean, I've read some I've owned some I have some but it's not something that I typically seek out I tend to read actual books but so I enjoy when you they turn these kinds of stories into movies or Mm -hmm. television shows or something that's kind of how I um ingest that but there are so many different characters and worlds and things that relate to different types of people like you had just said you you two Mm -hmm. have that kind of sense of justice and almost a Mm -hmm. sort of black and white so captain america might be somebody who you do really relate to somebody else might like the tortured hulk i exactly i've always really Mm -hmm. related to bruce banner just Mm -hmm. kind of that that underlying fear and anxiety of who you are and what you are and what you can do Mm -hmm. or what maybe you shouldn't do all of those kinds of things that always went through his mind Lindsay smash yeah (laughs) which is funny because leah used to do krav maga (laughs) And she was awesome, and she was an instructor. And but when she first started, oh my god, the way she punched was like her fist would stay there for a second, like it would just. I mean, I'm holding the pad of my chest, and she would fire <laughs> off this monster punch that she put all of her weight behind, and then her fist would just linger for like uh-huh. a fraction of a second. And she did not like it was not punching; it was fucking smashing. Yes. It was just like Leah smash, <laughs> Leah smash. I got better at punching. It was painful, but, dude. But uh, but yeah, I think. I don't, for whatever reason, and some of it is action movies. I'm, I'm not, so not I've had, I don't like the Fast and Furious movies. I think they're silly. And but so, you never saw the first one, right? I didn't, Because no. the first one's not as silly. There's more character building in it. Because I agree, the stuff now it's, is it's ridiculous. ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. I think the first one I saw was in the theater was Fast Five. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, that was... You and I went to see it with a friend. Fun, but, but stupid. And that's what I mean by buying into the world, too. There's mm-hmm. a scene in Civil War where it's a car chase scene, and they're not even just in cars the whole time. They're actually running, but they're running through cars. Mm-hmm. And it is one of my favorite action movie sequences. Mm-hmm. And there's a part in it where it's actually Bucky Barnes is, is running and he grabs onto somebody's on a motorcycle and he grabs the, and driving it, and so he grabs the handle of the motorcycle. Guy falls off and he twists it around and jumps on it. Mm-hmm. It's insane. No human can do it. But he has super soldier serum he has a metal arm so i'm kind of able to buy into it and because i can buy into it i can see it as being awesome yeah whereas a regular old human does it in our regular old world like Mm -hmm. in the fast and furious movies i'm not gonna buy it i'm gonna think that's ridiculous can i ask does bucky do bucky and cap find each other again spoiler alert if you haven't seen the other movies (laughs) over the last five years if you haven't seen them yeah of course that's what civil war is all about do they like hug and stuff um, there's some, uh, like, they're in an awkward spot, so. I just, I really wanted them. There's definitely, there, there's reconnection, sweet reconnection, yes. So, the moment, 
towards the end of the movie where they're kind of having this climax of they had their fight, right? And then, of course, Cap saves the day, but he's been filled full of bullets. And that's fought. another one of my favorite scenes. And it reminds so well, there's lots of Star Wars talk going on right now with Rise of Skywalker release, and haven't seen it yet. And I'm wanting to see it. I like Star Wars. Uh, don't d- begrudge anybody their Star Wars love. So they're having this kind of face off. And it reminded me of Luke versus Vader Mm -hmm. in that kind of, and you're waiting for the big reveal. And all Cap says is, you know, I know you, or you know me, or Mm -hmm. something like that. That's all that happens. But it's, he's working on Bucky, trying to get him there, right? There's no force to help him along, but it's going to happen. And it's just, ugh. Like the French, the friendship stuff always gets me. And it was well done. That's why that's one of my favorite scenes, too, when he's just... When he says, you know me, and the look on his face when he's like, no, I don't. Mm-hmm. And he just says, you're my mission because him. he keeps telling him, him because he, he keeps telling Cap's himself, face. like there's part of Bucky in the back of his mind that's saying, you know, I'm here and I mm-hmm. do know this guy. And the Winter Soldier is just over the top of it going, this is my mission. It's my right. mission. It's my mission. It's my mission. And just keeps hitting him. But ultimately he saves him. Yeah. So kind of uh, thinking back about so so I don't like superhero movies I'm not really into action films I did enjoy watching this movie but at one that we're in the beginning when I'm watching it and kind of at the very beginning I was thinking like man some of this stuff it's just about looking cool and people having badass abilities and like I just don't care Namely, oh, like for example how Natasha can't just I don't know walk out of the way of something she has to like <laughs> flip out of the way of a bullet right. or but so the one where they were on the ship and they were rescuing the hostages um all of that that was kind of where I was thinking like this is uh lame and then Samuel L. Jackson gets into that stuff with his car and I'm like Ooh, maybe that was a little bit of fun. And then... Especially since it's Sam Jackson, so it's like... <laughs> I know. Fracture detected. Well, yeah, I detected that too. Like, and then you get that scene in the elevator, and I'm like, ooh, this is a lot of fun. And what I think I, I came to is that I had to... It's much like watching a musical or a play. You have to suspend your disbelief. Yeah, you are you are in a different world. In the beginning, you you know, when you're... I am watching a play or a musical is the best way I know how to think of it. You have to think to yourself, yes... In normal, in normal reality, people don't just burst into song and sing about their feelings. Right. But this is a musical and I need to just let myself go. And so I think once I let myself get into it, I stopped thinking like, this is lame, blah, 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 try too hard. I just kind of let myself go and it was really, really great. Yeah. Um, yeah, if you put yourself in, the, and that's, it's no secret, I'm a fucking nerd, I get it. You know I love Lord of the Rings. <laughs> But the reason why I, like, I, I was never a huge Lord of the Rings fan before I saw the movie. Um, the Hobbit scared the hell out of me when I was a small child. Yeah. Like, the cartoon terrified me. Hobbit, it. Watership Down, terrifying. Right. Yeah. Like, seriously. <laughs> like, nightmare terrifying. But I saw Lord of the Rings, and within the first 20 minutes, I just bought in. I was just, they did a beautiful job of creating this world. Mm-hmm. And I think people who don't like it are people who, yeah, they're they not allowing get, themselves let to. Let yourself enjoy it. Exactly. Yeah. If you can let yourself into this world, you're golden. I think the Fast and Furious movies, too, it's the same kind of thing. It's You have to accept that it's a different world. And mm-hmm. if you can, you can buy into it. For me... I look at it and I see that you're not creating a different world. You're pretending like it's our mm. world, so I can't buy into it. Yeah. But with these, yeah, I'm, it's it's the MCU. It's uh, it's like our world, but it's a little bit different, mm-hmm. you know. And I do think they have fun with it, and there's some really punchy dialogue, and they, you know, yeah, it's cute. There's yeah, there are some good there there are some good lines for sure with pretty much everybody. I think that's the other thing that's really nice. Um, 
like with some of the you know Thor Ragnarok for example Mm -hmm. it's hilarious and you should just because it's hilarious it's so funny I've heard that Thor is pretty funny like I did okay I should say I did see the first and second Guardians of the Galaxy and I really enjoyed the first one second one I hated and there's so much humor in it I don't understand why you would hate it but anyway the the humor I feel like is the great thing about the Avengers is everybody is funny in a different way. So, like, everybody gets some line somewhere. Mm-hmm. It's never just Thor's the funny one, and he makes jokes, mm-hmm. and people make fun of him, and that's all it is. Everybody has their own little smart quips throughout, which is a really nice thing for writers to do, I think. Yeah. So, so um, as I was watching it, I was taking notes, as I am wont to do. Oh, yes. Please notes, read me your notes. My notes are basically just questions interspersed with things like mission leader who I later on found out was Rumlow equals hot and yeesh old Peggy and that cap looks like a teenage Teenage <laughs> with that shield on um and then just all of I had all of these questions um and lay so, it on me like the one of the first things that I was thinking of when you because you said you need to read the the synopsis for the Avengers and you need to read the synopsis for the first Captain America which I don't movie. know that you needed to do like but they it, do I kind of recap a little bit did, but yeah it would have been helpful. hard to just get thrown into it not right. know who these people are and to be fair that's one like I struggled a little bit with if you were to ask me which is or what my favorite MCU movie is mm-hmm. I traditionally say Winter Soldier because I feel like this was a turning point in mm-hmm. comic book movies and it is a great movie also yeah but I also love Civil War. And there's a part of me that wanted you to watch Civil War because it has everybody in it. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's- and it does have, again, also that same kind of heart and action mm-hmm. and some great scenes. And So Civil War comes after this one. Yes. Okay. Um, but the reason I picked Winter Soldier ultimately for you is because getting thrown into this world with all of the characters is a little bit much. It's a little overwhelming. Who the fuck are the Avengers? The and Avengers how do they are, get that name? They're Earth's Mightiest Heroes. Right, but, but, but who's an Avenger? There are, I, so, I can't keep track. If you go through the comics, there are generations and generations of them. Because ju- you know what? Just like in the police department, people come and people go. <laughs> so same kind of thing. So the <laughs> team's not always 100%. You get some new recruits in. Some of them wash out. So a lot of comic book. The Avengers, the reason, one of the ways that... Um, some of the comic books were able to kind of meld together mm-hmm. and use the same characters in different stories is by creating some of these overarching groups like the Avengers. So at different times, so there, there were Iron Man comics, there are Captain America comics, there are Hulk comics, and then at times they could put them all together into an Avengers comic. An Avengers comic, okay. Right, so that's the reason. So it's like a, it. like a, what do they call it when they cast, it's like a, they cast a bunch of people in a movie. An ensemble? An ensemble, yes. Yes, an yes ensemble. it's an ensemble. So so for our purposes, it's basically Iron Man, Hulk, Captain America, um, Black Widow, Hawkeye. Thor? Thor. Thor when he's on Earth. Okay. <laughs> I mean, once you get a little bit later, Spider-Man comes into it, but he's still very young right now. Okay. So, yeah. And, and what is Black Widow's special power? She's a spy. She so she's was a spy who does lots of like gymnastics. She was trained in the Red Room, so she was actually taken away from her parents at a very young age and started training with the Soviets when she was super super young to be so that's a spy why she kind of assassin. does this like no affect kind yeah, of tone. And... Exactly. Okay. So and I know that movie's coming out with I think it's in 2020. Black Widow. Yeah. And I believe movie. it is going to be in large part what happened to her as a child okay. I mean I don't know if it's actually going to be her as a child but I think they're going to get into more of her backstory but 
I mean, I can't say that she's one of my favorite characters. I, I thought Scarlett Johansson did her thing. That's exactly. I, I, I do feel like job. she still yeah, I think is a very interesting yeah. character. And I liked her relationship with Cap. I liked it that they were always kind of joking about yeah. who he was going to ask out on a date. Do you think... Can you tell me, was that his first kiss since he had been on Frozen? I mean, he claims it wasn't. I don't know who he would have kissed. I, his hand? In the interim. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Maybe he leaned over and gave Peggy a peck. Like, he's not making out with a hundred-year-old woman, so no. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, yeah, and kissing's probably changed since, you know, the 40s. Probably. I don't know that kissing's changed. I mean... Kissing's changed, dude. I don't know. And he kissed a lot in the 40s because he was on tour with a lot of women. Oh, I'm sure he was. So... Oh, you rogue. Anyway, um, and there is that question, though, of like, is Captain America a virgin? Wow. Because I feel like he may well be. Mind blown. But then you also really don't know, because obviously he was in a, he's from a different time. He is from a different time. And he, when he was little Steve, like he didn't get any action then, pre-serum. There was no way that he got any action. I did get then. a glimpse of him in this movie. Little it's, Steve. It's fun, right? The yeah. effects yeah. that they use. And that's the same with old Peggy. It's all computer effects, yeah. which works great. It, it did well. Yeah, it was good. Um, so, yeah. And then... Uh, so, <laughs> is he a virgin? I'm sorry. I just keep thinking about whether <laughs> it's, it's he's a, question, a virgin. It's a question out there. It. Um, so, what? what is S.H.I.E.L.D.? then is it just some kind of government agency is it is it the government yeah um i believe that they operate essentially privately the uh the council oversees them so it's not like they're an american government agency Mm -hmm. or anything like that they are supposed to be kind of a more international agency and i can't remember what exactly it stands for it's strategic something like homeland strategic homeland so, so really, they're, et cetera, meant to protect, et cetera. they're meant to protect us. Yeah. Okay. I think in the From comics the originally, they were more sort of just the big brother keeping track of, you know, keeping track of mutants and keeping track of threats and keeping track of aliens. Um, and then, yeah, became more of an active, like played more of an active role when things happened. Why are Cap and Black Widow working for S.H.I.E.L.D.? Widow had been working for S.H.I.E.L.D. from the beginning. So they brought her over. It was actually Hawkeye who, at some point, I I don't know what mission it was that he had, but when she was working for the KGB, he recognized in her that she was really a good person or something. So he brought her over to S.H.I.E.L.D. So they're voluntarily working for this business, essentially. Yeah, so in the Avengers, that's when Steve Rogers is introduced to all of S.H.I.E.L.D., and that includes, um, like, Natasha Romanoff, too. They don't really explain when or why he came to work for them other Mm -hmm. than the fact and he mentioned it to peggy too peggy was one of the people who started shield so i think after working with them for a little while and he didn't know what else to do i mean you know there's no war going on Mm -hmm. like i'm not gonna go back to the western front and go back to my life as it was doesn't sound like he wants to do ultimate fighting even though it would be a good idea (laughs) that's a good suggestion yeah So so he doesn't know what else to do anyway and this is something that was started by the woman he loved you know he trusted that it was probably mm-hmm. a good organization he knew petty. a couple of people who'd worked on it and he'd worked yeah. with them to stop the end of the world during the alien invasion so so he is being watched by sharon carter agent 13 who i guess is supposed to be peggy's niece or something yes and he doesn't does he not know that she's an agent does he not pick that up is he that kind of a dummy 
Yeah, I think so. I don't think he's a... So remember, he's from a time where it was okay to trust. I don't know that it ever occurred to him that people were watching him. Fair enough. I just don't think it... I don't think he thought about it. Right. Somebody like Natasha probably walks around thinking people are watching her constantly. And honestly, they probably are. But I don't think Steve Rogers really thought that. And so she... When I first saw them interacting in the hallway, I thought, does she not know that he's Captain America? Because her excuse for not coming to do her laundry in his apartment, which, what a lame pickup. I'm sorry. You can do your laundry in my apartment? Why does he even have a laundry hookup in his apartment if they have laundry downstairs? And why is Captain America living in this shitty old apartment building? Well, I mean, I don't know. His place looked nice. I guess. So, so she says she can't because she's working with infectious disease and doesn't want to... Is he actually susceptible to disease? I wouldn't think so. I mean, he could get sick and he would just recover really quickly, but no. It was just really, that whole conversation I think that's why he probably took it too as like, oh, she's not interested. But then, but then she does the thing of, don't stay stay too too far. And I was like, oh, this bitch. And then I find out that she's Can we also talk about, so I, Emily Van Camp, Van Camp, Van Camp? I don't care about her. I loved the show on. Everwood? Yes, Everwood. I loved it. I watched all of Brothers and Sisters. That's, I was going to say, the other shows. I've wasted a lot of time on Brothers and Sisters. The other shows that she's been on since then, not a fan of. But I just can't get over the the fact that every single scene she's in and she's she's got a couple of scenes in civil war too and it's the exact same thing she has nothing but flared nostrils oh wow beautiful woman but like all she did you not notice that too it's every it's just her face is like set angrily and her nostrils are flared when she shows up i'm like i don't care so i just like stop paying attention attention. so something else about this movie that um the rest of you might not know is that I think maybe part of the reason why you like it so much is because it's got Sebastian Stan as like the no because I soul. I was not interested in him at all though when I first saw this so it wasn't what, so what changed Civil War he is so fucking hot in Civil War so how, but it wasn't is, until Civil War that I was like holy shit this dude is fucking so I'm a little bit of hell so, so opening scenes I'm looking at Chris Evans who okay don't like the blonde hair and he has bigger boobs than me in this movie but he can put them to use yours are just like there yours are just decorative whatever my boobs are plenty useful not unless you like birth a baby and feed it (laughs) otherwise they're purely decoration um which I guess it could be argued that Chris Evans is kind of decoration (laughs) at this point so I you know he's a little bit it's a little bit much with the shoulders and the pecs yeah but Um, he has to be but he has to be because he's supposed to look jacked sure and there's a scene in Civil War where he like pulls a helicopter <laughs> back down, which is funny too because I remember reading about that scene and he was saying like it was one of the first ones they did because he tends to lose muscle mass throughout the movie, which mm-hmm. makes sense because he's actually a human being. Mm-hmm. And he was struggling so hard when he was pulling that he actually like damaged his bicep. Oh, that sucks. But it was a great scene. Like it looked good. Yeah. So so he's. I don't care for the blonde hair. I like my Chris Evans. You know. In not another teen movie or like covered it? in whipped cream, yeah, or... <laughs> <laughs> with the dark hair. He was really great in Knives Out. Um, he was great in Knives Out. He was Out. great. He's beautiful. He looks good in the last two Avengers movies, I think. But with the blonde hair, but like his hair's a little bit longer. It's not quite as blonde. It's a little bit dirtier. Yeah. Him as Steve Rogers, he's so ripped that his face is very angular, and I just don't like it. Which is another reason. So I feel like Chris Evans is so pretty he is oh what's your number i love yeah him. what's your number i'm not typically a fan of pretty men mm-hmm. so like when i see him in a beard and he's a little bit more rugged you're into that then i'm into yeah. it and i think that's part of the reason why sebastian stands more kind of my type too yeah, not that, that in real life he's he's very pretty mm-hmm. but at least as like the winter soldier he's a little bit dirty he's mm-hmm. a little bit scruffy and 
Yeah, I'm in. He is too big as the Winter Soldier. No. I mean, it was... He no, was, he put on... Did it you... Was, it was unbelievable. He put on, like, gross. another, I don't know, 30 pounds or so you of muscle in Civil is, War compared he, to that. Because they, a, had to, they had to remake his fake metal arm for Civil War. They couldn't use the same one from Winter Soldier because he put on so much more muscle Why would weight. you do that to your And he body. looks amazing. No. Yes. It's too much. No. He's it's a not like, small person. It's not like Chris Hemsworth's muscle where you look at him and you're like, well... That's not real. Because, <laughs> I mean, it because is. Because on but... Chris Hemsworth, it's because he's Chris Hemsworth is naturally a big person. Sebastian Stan is not a big person, and he just looks. No, it looks like it's it though. He looks, he looks awesome, as opposed to when he was a child and he was just scrawny, like in Gossip Girl, just like a scrawny, just scrawny <laughs> motherfucker. It's funny. So he was in Gossip Girl, and I think one of the what are the people who were meeting with redford one of those guys was also in gossip girl too oh yeah he was somebody's dad um pretty sure it was gossip no might have been the oc i always get those two confused yeah i watched like four episodes of the oc and i've never actually seen any of gossip girl mm, i've seen i'm pretty sure it's almost all the oc and a lot of gossip girl yeah yeah so how you said you don't really care about action stuff and you just don't get into it i don't really care about whiny teenagers especially <laughs> rich ones rich whiny teenagers don't do it for me yeah I just come for the good-looking people. But, yeah. So, he just... So, when they've got him, they're about to wipe his brain again, and he's, like, in this chair, and he's... And he, I was just like, no. Oh, it was awful. It was too much for It you? was awful. It was terrible. I just... Ugh. Oh. did not like, wrong didn't like. with you. Um, so, yeah. I, the but other, you... Why don't you just tell everybody what your type really is? Are you pasty pale? Um, uh, <laughs> maybe a little bit chubby and like a giant nerd. Chubby, pasty, pale. Or, or, or just Jason Mantzoukas. <laughs> He's not pasty pale. He's a little bit chubby. And giant nerd. I'm here for it. Yeah. Um, and just very sweet and funny. If you, the reason I like Jason Mantzoukas so much is because I'm pretty sure if I were around him, we would, I would just be laughing nonstop. Oh yeah, probably. And that. Yeah. No, that's yeah, a definite. That thrills me. Yeah, that's a definite. That thrills me. Um, I mean, in this movie, Captain America is my guy. Like, I'm here for it. I, I kind of agree. Yeah. I, like I said, the obsession, the Sebastian Stan obsession didn't start until Civil War. So I can go back and watch Winter Soldier now and be like, oh, fuck, there he is. Mm-hmm. Also, there's it, my guy. But also, still, also, it is about Captain America. Also, Anthony Mackie. When he showed up, I wrote, I love him I wrote so Anthony Mackie, heart. Yes. Yes. <laughs> He's in my favorite Black Mirror episode from the last season, Striking Vipers. I, he was so good I at need it. To, I know, I need to see it. I haven't really watched any of <sighs> That Black episode Mirror. was so good. I've a couple episodes. Um, but yes. he is so. And, and the character, too. Like, it's not just Anthony Mackie. He Mackie's, was also the too character. big. He was also he a little too big in this movie. just such but... a sweet... Mm, fun. Like, yeah, he's just the best. The best I, friend you want to have. Be, like, I'm, I'll geek out a little bit again. It's cool. Whatever. But <laughs> next year um, on Disney+, Plus, they're going to have Falcon and Winter Soldier. TV, so you're going to have show. to subscribe to Disney+. Plus. I will, yes. I'm 100% in. You give me Anthony Mackie and Sebastian Stan. And they, if you if you do, if you do ever watch Civil War, they have some scenes together where they're, they're frenemies, kind of. Like, they mm-hmm. just are quipping at each other. Mm-hmm. And rightfully so, because, you know, Winter Soldier did try to kill him. He did. <laughs> like, I get it. He, you know, ripped your steering wheel right out of your hand <laughs> on an overpass. Sure. And then he ripped his wing off. Yeah, yeah. What a jerk. But it's cool because Stark, Tony, don't worry. He'll make him a new, better suit. He'll I be think fine. I think Tony Stark is probably my favorite if, of the event. Like in terms of the kind of character he plays and the, yeah. and the smart-ass attitude. Yeah. I, I feel him. Everything mm-hmm. he says is something guaranteed would come out of my mm-hmm. mouth. 
Yeah, I love him. Uh, yeah, I would say. And if BuzzFeed is right with their quizzes, which I feel like they typically are, mm-hmm. you know, um, I haven't married, I don't know, like Harry Styles or whoever the <laughs> hell they've told me I'm probably going to marry at some point. But most of their BuzzFeed quizzes when they're like, you know, who would be your best friend from the Avengers? Mm-hmm. It's usually it's always- Captain America. Okay. But who are you from the Avengers? It's Every single time it's been Tony Stark. <laughs> Every time. <laughs> You're the smart-ass bitch. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't deny it. Um, the other thing about this movie that... This is so stupid. So they find the underground lair where Zola's brain has been uploaded <laughs> into the fucking computer. The old like 1980s computer. <laughs> yeah. She's like, this tech is so old. Um, but they plug right in. They start talking to the, the uh, Swiss, not German, scientist. Yeah. There was a, it's funny too, in the beginning, I didn't realize that it was George St. Pierre was the Algerian from the beginning. And also, <laughs> he's speaking French. I'm like, the fucking French, why are we fighting with the French? <laughs> They're not a real enemy. Like, it's the French. And then he's like hopping around like a gymnast. And I'm like, this French gymnast is bullshit. <laughs> And then I'm like, oh, wait, he's supposed to be Algerian. Oh, wait, it's George St. Pierre. Anyway. Which I do. I love that part, too, where Robert Redford with the other guy is like, a French pirate. And he's like, he's Algerian. Let me to draw you a map. <laughs> Algiers. I've never been there. Smartass. Um, so they realize that Hydra has been working within S.H.I.E.L.D. this entire time. And thank God that Nick Fury is super smart and figured it out so that, you know. You know, Nick has a lot of experience. He's been doing this for a long he's time. He's real quick. He's real quick on the draw. And he's seen a lot of shit. Like, I, be- I believe you, he was you didn't see Captain Marvel either, right? No. Mm-mm. I didn't love Captain Marvel. You can feel free to watch it if you want. <laughs> oh, there's can a cat. I? Thank there's you. a cat. Oh, okay. So for the cat alone, you might want to. I might. Um, do you want do you want a spoiler? Mm. Go right ahead. I don't give a shit. The cat's how Nick Fury loses his eye. No. <laughs> <laughs> that's the that's the it one does he look like a cat scratch. That's the one he trusted. <laughs> and the he cat scratched his and, eye yeah. out. Sorry, Nick. He probably doesn't like it anymore. <laughs> no, I think they actually still remained friends. But uh, yeah, it wasn't like a real cat. It was kind of like an alien thing that was took on the form oh, of a cat. Oh, I see. Okay. But yeah, that's that's why. Yeah. That's how the eye went. He's a great part of the movie. He's he's great. He does his thing. And I like so and I saw it and I feel like I'd been maybe I read it before, but I saw it last night on his tombstone. It was it say the path of the righteous, righteous man, man, which yeah. is right out of Pulp Fiction. Yeah. I really liked that. They do like the Russo. I mean, yeah, the Russo brothers in general, I think it's typically their ideas, but they have a lot of fun kind of little pop little culture things. Stuff. Yeah. Um, in uh, was it Guardians that they had uh, Tobias Funk all covered in blue oh really yeah in i don't remember it was in the collector's world oh, you know I how he collects mm-hmm. things yeah uh, that was one of the things he collected in a while. howard the duck showed up i cannot express to you how excited i was when i was watching guardians of the galaxy and i saw howard the duck in the background of the collector's area you know i haven't seen that i oh my god Leah, <laughs> put it on the list <laughs> that i don't is, even know if we can find it that is a weird fucking movie it is i saw it when i was a small child too <laughs> it was fucked up but i seriously cannot i was so excited i was a hundred percent i think so guardians of the galaxy i didn't really care about because i had never even heard of them growing up and then i saw the previews for it and i was like what the fuck is this a talking raccoon this is not part of my the music this is not part of my world the like music, i didn't give a shit dave batista oh no i know but i didn't at the time when i saw the trailers i was like this looks dumb as fuck so i refused like i just didn't want to see it 
and then ty actually got two copies of the dvd for Mm -hmm. christmas like he got one from marissa maybe and then i I think his parents got him one so he just gave one to me he was like you know i know you like marvel movies like yeah just go he was like trust me it's good (laughs) you'll like it and i turned it on and i have never been so pleased by like you go into something with incredibly low expectations and it turns out to be amazing Ah, i fucking love that movie so much and part of it like you mentioned star wars the main reason why it really reminded me of star wars in a oh, good you've way. got the Han Solo character. And well, the... I mean, not even just that. It wasn't a, in a, a character sense. It was more the world. Oh, the space. Yeah. And yeah. you had puppets mm. and makeup. Mm-hmm. So it was very realistic. Again, it wasn't yeah. all of the... It wasn't purely CGI. It was these worlds where there were all of these different types of people and different species and different aliens, and they all kind of come together and somehow magically understand each other. Mm-hmm. And it's funny, and it's... yeah. I, anyway, sidebar, but... I thought it was good. I really, really liked the first one. I was interested in it because I sort of liked Chris Pratt. Hadn't seen Parks and Rec yet, but I thought he was attractive and I liked that character. What is he? Yeah, himself? but you were attracted to him when he was like pale Chubby. pudgy. Yeah. What was? What's his character? What does he call himself? Star. Star Lord. Star Lord. Um, but the music too, just all. Oh of Oh my it. god, the music's yeah. amazing. Yeah. yeah. It kind of it's Star Wars to me. It almost reminds me more of Star Trek. I I got Star Wars from it, but again, that was because of the worlds it created. Mm. So, so they've got this Zola scientist guy from Operation Paperclip, and he writes an algorithm, and that word strikes oh, fear in my heart. I know, right? Every time I hear the word algorithm, oh my people, God. I gotta tell you, at work, there are algorithms. Constant and, algorithms. And the algorithms do things. They're like little robots. I'm to the point where I just make shit up about it. If somebody says like, <laughs> I oh, noticed this. Algorithm. Yeah, I, I noticed this is, uh, this pricing's wrong or this, that or is wrong. I'm just like, oh, it's going to be an algorithm. Like stupid algorithm. But it's the, <laughs> like I just. It's a stocking I algorithm, hear the word algorithm, algorithm and I freak the fuck out because I'm like, it's just, it's just like this robot. It's like, it's like uh, Skynet. It's yep. Skynet. Yep. So I hear this and then. Hydra's big idea is that they're going to steal these helicarriers that they've secretly been inside of S.H.I.E.L.D. And, and they the helicarriers have been Well, built. they're not really stealing them because no, they, they were helping are them. S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. So they're, in, they're embedded in S.H.I.E.L.D. They're building these helicarriers and they're, this algorithm is going to identify people in the world and kill them millions at a time. Yeah, all those targets. All right, that is the dumbest idea I have ever heard <laughs> I feel for like how to get people... To get, do you think there might be some backlash from that? I feel like there might be, and so then maybe your algorithm's gonna have to make an adjustment, and then you're just gonna end up killing everybody because you're just pissing the people off. I know this for a fact. People who build algorithms don't think about the outcome of them. <laughs> they just make algorithms, like, and they just look at the data, and they're like, "Data, data, right? Data, good." So, Doctor Zola or whatever the fuck. The idea is just like I was just the premise. This, this whole idea is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. You're just gonna piss people off. I think again, part of it is um, their targets. A lot of their targets are gonna be super powered people. So I think that even though there would obviously be a fallout, I think. They were thinking they could justify it. Mm. They could say, you know, all of these people were inhumans. All of these people were mutants. All of these people were aliens. So it's just how you spin it. Yeah. Yeah. And and <laughs> Robert Redford. I 
God. And he shows up, and I'm like, is he good? Is he bad? And even Nick Fury, I'm like, is he good? Is he bad? And I'm like trying to figure it out. And That's I the did, greatest thing about it. You don't know who anybody I is. I did try to figure out. Like, I did feel, and I think it's because I didn't see the first couple of movies, but the, the relationship between Cap and Bucky felt a little thin to me. By the end of it, I was there. Yeah, if you it, had seen the first I one. I think if I had yeah. seen the other ones. And I, I imagine that everybody who's watching Winter Soldier has seen the other movies, yeah. or at least has the knowledge of the, the comics. But, uh, but yeah, Redford. I loved it when the maid left. And then she came back and oh, like, oh, Renata, pow. And then he just kills her in cold blood. He doesn't even have the other, the hired gun. No, but well, you know what sell. I assume? I assume that the next thing he did when he sets the gun down is he looks right at the Winter Soldier and says, I'm going to need you to clean that up. But <laughs> I read that Redford wanted to be in this movie because like his family or his kids or his grandkids or something thought it would be cool. But I'm like, you just killed a woman in cold blood. You want your family to see that? Well, I mean, he's still in the movie. I know. And then, and then I, um, what he says to uh, Captain America about how, what kind of help he needs or whatever, but if you're going to do this, I'm going to need Iron Man to come to my, my yeah. granddaughter. Not just a flyover either. Yeah, not just a flyover. Actually come and shake hands, like glad hand with the kids. Um, and then I read a lot that um, Anthony Mackie had been writing and writing and writing because he really wanted yeah. to be. And that just warms the heart. I know. Um, and then to... Do you want more spoiled? Yeah, spoil away. So at the end, oh my god, Leah. So <laughs> at the end of Endgame, you know there's time travel involved. Avengers Endgame. That's the last one. Is this the stuff with the Thanos stuff? Yeah. So you know he snaps his fingers in and like half the Infinity world. War, half the world disappears, and then they figure out a way to get it to reverse, but they have to go back in time and gather all the Infinity Stones. I that know makes this, sense. It I makes know these sense. words don't make sense. You would sense have to, you, to but... go back in time to to change something like that, right. of course. So, so they figure out time travel with the help of Ant Man, which thank goodness something good came from Ant Man because the movies about are terrible. <laughs> all right, we stand. Uh, <laughs> so, have, did you see Ant Man? No. Because Anthony Mackie is in a short scene in Ant-Man where he, in the Ant-Man movie, he travels to the Avengers compound and Mackie's the only one there. He's like standing guard or something. And he shrinks down to little Ant-Man size and beats the shit out of the (laughs) Falcon. It's really cute. Um, Anyway, but the movies are pretty not good. Mm. Other than, yeah, Paul Rudd. Because Paul Rudd! Paul Rudd! I know. If you haven't seen Living With Yourself... Please do yourself you know a favor. What? Yeah, it's still in my queue. I still need to watch Are it. Are you fucking kidding me? I know, because so I good. am lazy. and I'll get to it. Don't worry. Okay. Well, I still haven't seen season two of Mindhunter and season three of Mar- Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, so. Yeah, you should definitely get on Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. I still haven't seen yeah. the third season of uh, Glow either. I just remembered that the <gasps> other day. I know. Oh, my gosh. I know. I have so much oh, to watch. Oh, and also, I started watching the second season of You, and it's even better than the first season of You. Well, I watched the first couple episodes of the first season of You and thought, this is stupid. I'm going to read about what happens the and turn it season, off. The second season is way better. But anyway, go on. Go on. We I don't talking about I Paul Rudd and Ant-Man. And Paul Rudd, Ant-Man. Oh, spoilers. what actually happens in Endgame. Yes. So... So they figure out time travel and stuff, and then they get everybody back, and everything's all happy-go-lucky. Not really, but whatever. It's five years later, and people have lost five years of their lives, but anyway. Kind of happy-go-lucky. Okay. Cap decides, I can go back in time. So he does. (gasps) So he goes back in time, and he finds Peggy, and they dance, and it's wonderful and beautiful. And then both Bucky and Sam are at this location where um, Cap was supposed to come back to. He was supposed to just dart back in time to return one of the stones dance. and well no he wasn't supposed to go back to the 40s he was just supposed to go back to the 70s to return a stone okay and then bounce back and okay. he never bounces back and you know that bucky knows because that, you can what just, he did yeah you can just see it and uh 
they kind of look and they see this this old man sitting out by the lake and Bucky's just like you should go talk to him to Sam because of course Sam doesn't know what's going on so he goes out there and he sits down and it's it's old Steve it's old Steve so he went back in time he went back in time and he lived his life exactly and then he pulls out the shield that he brought with him wait how did he get old he because he went back to 1945 he went all the way back to 1945 and he lived his life. And right, then, right. But if he has this super serum, should he? does he age? He still ages just really slowly. Okay. For some reason, I thought I didn't age him, but please, yeah, sorry. It, yes. It's just uh, super slow. Okay. Slow so aging. Falcon goes to talk to Cap. Yeah. And uh, Cap's sitting there and he's telling him that, yeah, I went back and I got I got my life and I lived my life and it was wonderful. And he even says something like, yeah, I don't really want to give you details. I, you know, it's kind of for me. But then he leans over and he grabs his shield and he hands it to him. Wait, so Falcon becomes Captain America? Yeah. I thought Bucky becomes Captain America. It both happen in the comics at different times. They both take the shield at different times. And I was 100% sold that it was going to be Bucky. I knew, like, I didn't know what exactly would happen to Cap at the end Mm -hmm. of Endgame. You know, some people were saying he dies. Mm -hmm. I didn't know for sure how he would get out. Maybe Mm -hmm. he just retires. Who knows? But I think everybody kind of assumed he was going to give the shield to someone. There's a lot of foreshadowing. In Winter Soldier, you know, there are a lot of times where Bucky is using the shield. Yes. Mm -hmm. And that's because he does become Captain America in the comics. But Mm -hmm. I feel like that's also foreshadowing for the MCU. So I was expecting it to be him. Mm -hmm. They gave it to Sam. And there's not really an explanation of it. You, I, like, I was okay with it because you could tell that Bucky knew what was going on. So it's not like he was passed over or anything. He kind of sent Sam over there for a reason. Yeah, exactly. Um, and and I'm assuming that some of that will kind of come up in their television show of maybe what Steve was thinking and mm-hmm. how he's going to handle this mantle and everything. Um, but the Anthony Mackie story? Mm. So knowing that he was so excited just to be part of this world yeah he that just he wanted had, to work with cat right and then like at the end of this movie captain america says what is he he's gonna go go after somebody he's gonna go do something i guess they're gonna i don't know yeah i go where he goes and, just yeah slower. but he basically and he's like you just sort of, certainly don't have to and he's like when, where are we going right. when are we you know he's in yeah and knowing that anthony mackie so desperately wanted to be a part of that world and then i remember hearing so in a in um in the next avengers movie ultron at the end of it, it's they all kind of gather together and they talk about training like Natasha's there and mm-hmm. Cap's there and they're talking about like training the next generation of Avengers, um, which includes Wanda and, and Sam's there too. And Anthony Mackie had said something about like, because, you know, these movies are kind of kept under wraps mm-hmm. and they wouldn't give them the whole script and everything. Mm-hmm. And he was like, I remember when I read that scene and I read that, you know, the line was like, yeah, we need to train the next generation of Avengers something like it wasn't that line but I mean it was something like that he was like I read that and I just went oh fuck I'm an Avenger (laughs) I'm like he was so excited about being an Avenger and then he gets to the end of the movies and he actually becomes Captain America it's heavy shit it's in the real world it's like a really sweet thing too because you know how much that guy wanted it oh yeah yeah he wrote like it sounded like he wrote a lot his facial hair in Endgame though is so terrible like it almost that scene (laughs) That scene was almost ruined for me by his facial hair. Aww. It made me really angry. The, so it sounds like, because I, 
I watched the first few X-Men movies and I enjoyed them. And these, the last one that I saw was the one, there's like some Egyptian mythology in yeah, it. Yeah, it was so bad. Armageddon maybe? No, Just really, it was... really, 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 really yeah. bad. No, it was it terrible. It sounds to me now, I know that you are just absolutely like immersed in all of this, but it sounds to me like you think that the Marvel movies have gotten better. Yes, I think, I think definitely. Um, yeah, I watched, I tried to watch The Dark Phoenix the other day. And, and that's an X-Men movie? It's the X, It's the most recent X-Men movie with Sansa Stark mm-hmm. <laughs> as Jean yeah, Grey, yeah. which is already... I was like five minutes in before I realized this is dumb as fuck. And then I still made it about halfway through. And then at some point my internet crapped out and I was like, well, I guess I could watch the rest tomorrow. No, that's you not even going to happen. Yeah, I just read the rest of it and it was just stupid. It was stupid. Which, yes, the first the first X-Men I loved... Um, uh, what's it called? Uh, Logan. Logan is so good. That. Oh my god, it is so good, and it's really, it's not comic booky at all. It's yeah. it's just a dark movie. Um, it is so fucking good, and X Men First Class is really good. Um, but there are some stinkers in there too. Which, in fairness, there are in the MCU too. Like I said, Ant Man's not great. Um, Captain Marvel's not great. But I think, I think it's the Russo brothers. More than anything. I think it's them. Yeah. I think they were responsible for taking over Winter Soldier and kind of turning the genre on its ear a bit. Um, I think what they've done with the MCU is <laughs> not hiss-worthy. <laughs> I think that it's, wasn't it's me. Great. That was the cat. I don't even know if that got picked up, but that was pretty funny. Yeah. I am really interested to see... Is it, I don't remember what it's called. Is it The Island? It's something like that. Island on Netflix? No, no, no. It's uh, it's the Russo brothers, I believe. And they, uh, oh my God, I'm blanking on his name. Black Panther. Chadwick Boseman. Okay. Chadwick Boseman is in it. A, le- and a legit snack. They should, yes. <laughs> yeah. They, it, it's like a crime thriller and they have to shut down Manhattan. Yes. No, yeah. I do want to see this. I'm really interested to see how good they are outside of this superhero world. Mm. I'm sure they're great. But I'm I'm really I'm really interested to see that. So they're making some of these into series then that will appear on Disney Plus, it sounds like. So Falcon and Winter Soldier are going to have a series on Disney Plus, is that right? Is that yes. what you said? Are you a little nervous at all that it's going to be on Disney Plus and that it's going to be a series and not a movie? Because you know what? I, they didn't sorry, I just found it. It's 21 Bridges, but they're not directing it. It's Brian Kirk directed it. They're just producers. But anyway, I'm sure it'll still be good because it still has them attached. Um, Sorry, what about the TV shows? So uh, while I was watching this and thinking they have all, we have all of these just movie after movie after movie after movie and why don't they just make some, because they did on Netflix have uh, the Punisher series Mm -hmm. and they had Jessica Jones. And and, on ABC they had Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Right, and And I didn't, why are these movies and not a series? And I think Part of it is just the money. Yeah. I mean, and you've it's got just movie, big budget. You have movie stars yeah. in these. Well, although there were movie stars, I mean, John Bernthal was the Punisher, and that I mean, was this a was show. the crossover stuff that they did with Netflix with ABC um, amongst all of the movies. Like that's, it's huge. Mm-hmm. It was it's unheard of to have yeah. that many people to have that wide, uh, wide arching of a universe mm-hmm. that it does go into TV and movies. And I think they're, 
I think it's pretty brilliant that they're doing it with Disney Plus too. I don't think Disney Plus would have started if they didn't have the arrangement of doing this with Marvel as well. And the Mandalorian's doing seemingly very well. I mean, everybody's talking about the baby Yoda child. Baby Baby Yoda is 50 years old. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But he is still a baby. I've heard that the Mandalorian too is super hot, even though you never see his face. Well, I think he eventually does take the helmet off. I don't think he does. I think he does. Look, I haven't seen The Mandalorian, but yeah. I've listened to all the binge mode episodes, so I feel like I know what's going on. Maybe um, you should try watching something sometimes. <laughs> I just can't subscribe. I have Amazon Prime, Netflix, Hulu, That's why HBO. I have yeah. just too much to... I will get Disney Plus when the Marvel shows come out. Like, I want to see the other ones they have. WandaVision actually looks kind of dumb, so but I feel like I have. Wanda? Wanda's the Scarlet Witch. Aha. Uh-huh. Who showed up at the end of this movie yeah. with, what's her brother? Pietro? Quicksilver? Quicksilver. And so, that's the, the hot guy from Kick-Ass. Yes. Yeah. In, so that's th- a the thing is, movie is, I enjoyed. Marvel owns, obviously, well, Marvel Comics, all the Avengers, and the X-Men as well. So when there were crossovers, it made sense. But Marvel, owned by Disney, Disney did not at that time own X-Men. So they weren't allowed to talk about mutants at all. Well, Quicksilver and Scarlet, Scarlet Witch, Witch are actually mutants. They're actually um, Magneto's children. Magneto's illegitimate children. Magneto had twins? Yes. With who? Um, I don't remember now, actually, who their mother was. Can I just say that Wanda is a terrible name? Sure. How is she Wanda and then what's his name? Pietro. <laughs> Wanda and Pietro? Like, I don't know. I don't know to tell you. They're from this fake country called Sokovia. So, so she got must be very popular the name names department. There. I mean, Scarlet Witch is better than Quicksilver, though, I will say. I like oh, yeah. Scarlet Witch sounds better than Quicksilver. So if you watch um, First Class, and I don't remember if it was First Class or Days of, I think it was Days of Futures Past. Days of Futures Past, the character Quicksilver appears in with the X-Men. Okay. But they couldn't use that same character necessarily within the MCU. Mm-hmm. So they kill him off. So they bring him in, but they kill him off because they can't use him in other things. So there are all these like stupid behind the scenes legal things that are going on mm-hmm. where we can't actually. So so the scene at the end of Winter Soldier um, shows Von Strucker enhancing these people. He's using like the scepter to actually enhance them. Which, of course, in the comics didn't happen because they were mutants, so they were already enhanced, but they had to figure out a way around that. Um, in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., they play up the inhuman stuff because they're not allowed to talk about mutants at all because mm-hmm. mutants are X-Men. As a huge X-Men fan, it makes me really angry. Like, it just makes me so angry. Why? Because I want to see the X-Men, too. I want to see them. I want, like, all to, see they belong all together. together. Yeah. 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 But they are together now, so we'll see, we'll see what happens with the X-Men now. So you're not nervous at all about Disney Plus making it dumb i don't think they were any of it i don't i don't feel like i mean i haven't seen any of the other stuff but i don't think any of it's gonna continue on i think it's just they're giving us something so after endgame those avengers that we knew are gone i mean tony stark is gone captain america is gone spoiler alert Um, natasha is gone like those those so it's a new that generation exactly which is okay the whole thing with anthony mackie getting to be falcon training up the new yeah um so i think it's disney's way of giving us something because the next movies that are coming out are going to be strangers to us yeah but we'll let you like them maybe maybe not i don't don't know know. 
I'm not. I mean, again, I'll watch it if I if I need to, but I don't have cable, <laughs> so I get to choose what I see. It's not like I'm just going to have it on the TV and it's just going to show up. So, yeah. It was uh, Winter Soldier was good. I, you know, what I watched it there are some parts that like I really liked that the elevator scene again and I think it was worth it watching for that. I if Chris Evans looked a little different, I might watch it more. I cannot wait until we watch Snowpiercer. Just for the Chris Evans stuff. Uh, speaking of things, I'm not wanting to see depressing movies. Uh, you know what? There's a lot of humor in it. Okay. The best he's ever looked for me is the movie Push. Really? Yes. When he was drugged out, wasn't he? No. No. What am I thinking he, he of? He has like a super... Oh, I'm thinking of thing. Puncture, I think. Push. No, I know what you're talking about. You've yeah. seen Push. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Okay. That's with What's-Her-Face. Um, Camilla The Bell. little No, blonde. not Camilla Bello. No, it's the little blonde girl. She's not blonde. Yes, she is. Oh, right. Um... <laughs> yeah, yes. no, I know what you're talking about. Um, yeah, okay, it's I know a what you're fanny, Dakota Fanny. Yes, thank you. Right, but I then there's her. also um, a dark-haired girl who's in it too, who's the love interest. But yeah, I really fucking loved him, and that movie is just okay. But it yeah, it's kinda, not great to me. It kind of falls into the same realm of like it reminds me of Constantine, like kind of darker, mm-hmm. and, and I don't know. I, I thought know. he looked good in it. Yeah, it was, I I really barely remember the movie. That's how mm-hmm. much it stuck with me. Oh, I loved it. I would say I'm I'm into the beard. I'm 100% into the beard. So for me, it's Chris, like, if you can hear us, please just shave it off. Leave no, it shaved. Keep it don't shaved. Don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> I'm in for it. Um, so I would say uh, Infinity War. Infinity War is like... Where he looked the best. Yeah. He, like, his uniform is all tattered and stuff. So you like he has sleeves rolled up. You can always see his forearms. Mm-hmm. I'm into forearms. <laughs> I can love forearms. His hair's a little bit longer, a little unkempt. He's got that beard. 100% in. You're into forearms. I'm into forearms. Is that weird? This is a weird, yeah. I don't feel like that's I weird. Mean, it's sexy. Yeah, yeah. It's fine. I don't, sure. <laughs> I'm into forearms. <laughs> I like it. I don't know what to tell you. What's your favorite body part? Forearms. <laughs> Definitely the forearms. I like the male forearm. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just like, anybody at work rolls up their sleeve and be like, oh cover, God, cover those up. Cover those up. I can't think of anybody at work who has forearms that would make me weak in the knees. <laughs> Sorry. But, this, but we're going to have this conversation. Like, I'm going to be any meeting I'm in with you now. I'm going to be looking everybody around the room. Roll up their sleeve. <laughs> Lay them on the table, guys. Let's take a look. All right. Anything else about this movie that you want to say? or Probably. Um, yeah. Oh, yes. I have two of the, what would you say would be the biggest mysteries of the movie? Mysteries? Yeah. Like, how did that happen? Or why did that happen? Or where did that come from? You mean like... So for me, number one biggest mystery, why does Sam Wilson have a flat iron? I assume he does. Because <laughs> like, there is no way... time to maybe notice these. There is no way... Because <laughs> Natasha takes a shower. Oh, she, that's right. She's dry. Her hair is like wavy in the, yeah. you know, when it's wet. Oh, and then, then she comes out for breakfast and it's completely straight. I am... The only conclusion I can draw is that Sam Wilson has a flat iron somewhere. <laughs> And I don't know why he would. So what you're talking about are unanswerable questions. Sure. Uh, and I, I mean, I think I just answered it. I haven't seen enough. I assume he had. Enough times to have that. I have this whole world built up in my head, too. So, you know, how did they find Sam's place? And it could be as simple as they have all the information at their fingertips, except they shouldn't because they just got blown up. I think that some of the missing scenes were times where, <laughs> where Sam and Steve would like, some, they'd hang out. 
every now and then they'd grab a beer right, i know it right. only happened we over like knew, a few days but where he lives. yeah somehow they would grab a beer and then maybe they watch some ufc fights on pay-per-view at yeah. sam's place yeah so i feel so like that happened knows. and i think sam probably at some point had some sort of really vain female roommate and she left behind <laughs> she her hair dryer and her flat iron and maybe some clean clothes that Natasha could change into yeah. also. So that was convenient. That was nice. I uh, hadn't thought I hadn't thought that much about it. Um, my other biggest question, as much as I love this movie, my other biggest question is this: <laughs> For seventy years, the Winter Soldier has been operating as a ghost. Mm. Nobody can even prove that he actually exists. Yes. And yet, within the span of forty-eight hours. He is showing up all over DC yeah. with like an entourage of men with guns blowing shit up, just putting himself out there. Yep. What happened where he went from this covert assassin who I assume typically worked on his own if he was actually able to get in and out of places completely unseen to being this ridiculous, messy ringleader? How did that happen? I think it was, I can explain that. It's oh, that Hydra was, they were having, they're about to have their moment. So they needed to call in all the big guns they could. And in this case, Cap, so Nick Fury, who's dead, quote unquote dead, mm-hmm. but Cap and Black Widow, they need to stop them. And so they need to have all the firepower they need. And these people are very, very, like Black Widow is top notch, like being hidden in plain sight, as we saw at the mall scene. At the during mall. the mall scene. And, um, you know, Captain America is super strong and really good at getting, like, drumming up support. So they need to shut it down fast. And this is their best guy. So let's at all, you know, throw caution to the wind, spare no expense, get after it. I think I that's, guess. I think that's an easy enough explanation. I guess. Like, it all kind of comes to a head and they really need somebody who can handle it. And this is the guy. This is the guy. So, and maybe they knew that Cap wouldn't hurt him maybe they were like hey it's cap's friend so i do wonder about that if they really thought that through or if they just used the guy who they've been using for decades anyway you know like he's he's the fist of hydra he's the top one maybe i love also the the part the scene where he's going to be wiped um but the way that yeah yeah obviously no the the way that he says to him um your work is a gift to humanity i loved that Who's Robert Redford when he's talking to him and he says, you know, that ah. as an assassin doing these things that you've done for us, your work is a gift to humanity. And you can see in that how genuine his belief is that they have been doing the right thing. And at the same time, here's this guy who's been brainwashed who that's like the next thing he says is I knew that man. Like, I swear I know that man. Mm-hmm. So he's struggling with things in his own mind and he's just picking at the brainwashing he's just like trying to prove to him that no you're in the right mm-hmm. you feel weird right now but you're in the right i guarantee it those little subtle things i thought i just love this movie i honestly yeah i could keep talking and uh it'd be like a five hour long episode <laughs> i'll lose my voice in the middle of it do you have anything else that was uh no i mean shining? i enjoyed it and um chris evan wins the movie i think which and he should it's named he after should. him um 
and I probably won't watch any others unless I have to. I didn't like it so much that I'm like, no, I got to see all the rest of them because yeah. it's just not for me. It's just not the kind of stuff I'm into. I'm glad that you liked it. I didn't know for sure if you even would. And then when I was watching it again last night, I was like, you know what? I think she's going to be okay with it, though. Yeah, of course. Because it is. it really is a good movie. Yeah. I mean, it's still, it's an action suspense. You know, it's not just comic mm-hmm. book. And I do enjoy a good fight scene and... A well choreographed. And they were so good. Especially coming off of last week we talked about Demolition Man. Mm -hmm. And how Wesley Snipes couldn't even punch or kick at a normal speed because of how it apparently appeared strange on film. To go from that in the 90s to what we we see in this. Yes. And it was a good looking movie. Yeah. A really good looking movie. Yeah. So. So yeah. Yeah. I I feel like I just I would say the Russo brothers win. 100%. I feel like they... They did. They did me a solid in making <laughs> this movie. Thank you, Russo brothers. Yeah, for real. I don't know any other shit that they've done. Uh, they did a few episodes of Community, and you love That's Community, right? Buddy right? showed up. Yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah. All right. Well, until next time. Yeah. Thanks, thanks for listening. The movie virgins. Hey, people. This is Leah. How thrilled did Lindsay sound when she said thanks at the end of that episode? That's something we're working on. And how dumb did I sound when I referred to Chris Evan instead of Chris Evans as having won the movie? But I guess that's just the way the podcast crumbles these days. Anyway, um, we hope you're enjoying what we've done for you. We are enjoying this journey. And uh, we would really appreciate it if wherever you are listening, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Podchaser, all the other podcast listening platforms out there, if you would please... Uh, subscribe, rate us, and if you are so inclined, write us a review. We, we want to hear from you whether you loved it or hated it or whatever it. You can also find us on Twitter at MovieVirginsPod. So if you want to look us up there and, you know, connect and engage in all the fun social media things that the kids are doing these days. Um, we hope that you enjoyed the cat fight this week. Um, that was something special, and uh, I guess this is, counts as a very special episode, maybe, because we had the cat fight going on. But just so you know, Garfield and Annabelle have reconciled and are now back to being friendly with only occasional spat. So uh, for those of you who are worried, all is well in the household again. Um, so anyway, thank you for listening again. We love you. We, we appreciate you, and we hope to hear you... We hope that you're listening again soon to the future episodes that we will be posting. So thanks. One last thing. The music in this episode was written and performed by Melissa Powers. 